Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Rigston and Wayne Shepard talk about what to do when your child doesn't want to go to church anymore. Let's hear what they have to say. You know, there comes a time in every parent's life when uh, you reach that moment when it seems to be a battle to get our kids to go to church. It is. You know, I mean, there's there's something about a child looking at you and saying, I don't want to go to church anymore. Hmm that really causes a lot of inner turmoil yeah. and a lot of conflict. And, and parents would be wise to watch how they respond and, uh, and perhaps move toward their child a little bit and ask some questions before they, you know, use that dominating control that mm-hmm. says, you will go to church as long as you live in my home. <laughs> you know, because that usually moves a child away from you or away from the church and causes problems. And I can tell you, as a youth minister uh, for a number of years, as as working in ministries for a number of years, I, I want kids to go to church. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I hear that bottom line. And I'm sure every parent that's listening wants your child to go to church. But somewhere in the progression of your child's maturing and growing up, they're going to get to that point, and it may be just a sign that they want something different. Of course, it depends on the age of the child. The answer to the dilemma, what to do in that situation comes up. The age has a lot to do with it. We'll talk about that today. Well, for many families, life centers around church. And if a child, a teenager otherwise, says suddenly, I don't want to go to church anymore, boy, that's, that's a problem. It is a problem. And it's a problem that could leap into a bigger problem or maybe stair-step into a different arrangement and agreement with your child that really does start to transfer responsibility and gets to the heart of the issue. You know, first off, let me say that if, if a child is doing something and now they don't want to do it any longer, usually there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And so a, a wise parent would move toward their child and say, what is it that you don't want to do at church anymore? What is it? Has something happened? Has somebody said something? Have you been made fun of? Have people made comments about your comments? I mean, ask some questions that that investigate a little bit because something may be going on that you don't agree with and you might need to get involved in. In your experience, does this normally happen around junior high time or earlier or later? Well, I think it does. I mean, junior high time is a very cruel time for kids. And if there's a place that they need to go to feel loved and and embraced and, and welcomed, it would be the church. But sometimes Christian kids are just as uh, judgmental and notorious as non-Christian yeah. kids. Kids are kids. That's right. And and it's just a part of adolescence, and it's a part of them growing up. And, you know, during that time also, kids become more sensitive about things, you know, about the way they look, about acne, about the the clumsiness of of going through puberty, of, of you know, just new things happening with them. It's an awkward time. So it's being sensitive to that. It's a time that a child usually says, I don't want to participate in a lot of things. It's where they not only back out of church, but they back out of from piano lessons to engagement at stuff at school to sports to all those other things. And and so it's a there's a normalcy to it, but parents, you've got to handle it in such a way that engages with your child that still keeps the door open should they come to a good place and want to return. 
I suppose it's only natural as parents that we equate their interest in church with their interest in God. That's and right. And having a relationship with God. So uh, this is why it concerns us so when they turn their back on church. Yeah, and, and you know, I think I would tell parents all the time, just because your child has a relationship with the Lord doesn't mean that they're going to love church. And at the same time, just because they love church doesn't mean they have a relationship with the ways. Lord. That's it really does. True, yeah. And so what's important is their relationship with the Lord. Where are they spiritually? That's the bigger issue. And then you want them to be involved in church. You know, and parents say to me all the time, well, that church youth ministry, all it is, is a social opportunity for kids. And I usually say, Hallelujah, because mm-hmm. you've got them there, mm-hmm. and now you can influence them in some way. Yeah. A youth minister is not going to be around a church long if he's not meeting the needs of the kids, preparing them, teaching them, or has a passion about their spiritual life. And so they're going to change real quick. My hope is that that youth minister can entice a child to remain involved in church so that he buys more time to influence him in greater ways to move him to better places. And so it's okay for it to be social. Your child may say, I don't want to go to Sunday school. I'd rather just go to worship service. That's where you've got to make some determination. You may say, well, that's fine with us. Or I'd rather go on Saturday night rather than Sunday night. I'd rather go on Wednesday night youth group. Or perhaps I want, I'll want i go to church on Sunday morning and I want to go to some other parachurch organization on yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday night. Or even a different church. That's right. Because I wanted to see what you think about this. Because in our own family, when our kids are growing up, we went to a little church that didn't offer teenagers a lot. Right. And so we allowed our kids to attend another church's youth group meeting. What do you think? That's what my wife and I did with our two kids. We went to a church that my kids wanted to go to. And after a few months, I thought I was going to go crazy. (laughs) It just didn't fit. I didn't fit. The church didn't fit us. So we let our kids go there. And we went to another church and we agreed that we would come back and eat lunch together, wherever that was, for our time together. Because we weren't at church together anyway. Maybe that works for older teenagers, but not perhaps for younger. Every family has to make their own decision about it. That's right. right? I would say when you get into high school that that arrangement works really well. And, And the enticement to your child may be saying these things. You know what? When you turn 15 or you turn 16, you're going to have the choice as to which church you go to. That's up to you. But until we get to that point, we're going to have to go to this one, and I'll work hard to make sure it's a it's a good opportunity for mm-hmm. you. Now, you may be moving to a point where you say when you're in your senior year of high school, you know, even though the rule in our home is that we go to church on Sunday mornings, you get to choose whether you go to church or not. Because hmm. quite honestly, they're going to be able to make that choice yeah, It's the only next a few year. months away. That's right. Yeah. And so you want to start, and it's not because I don't believe that people need to go to church. It's because I believe that they need to learn how to make good choices. And I'm going to start putting as many of those choices into their hands as I can before they leave and, ha- and it's all new to them when they get out there in college. Moms, dads, and grandparents are all part of a journey that will change the destiny of their families. And that journey can be changed for the better. Mark Gregston has written three books that will help encourage relationships, strengthen marriages, and help all moms, dads, and grandparents out there stay focused on what truly matters. For moms, Prayers for My Teen, a book of prayers and devotionals to help them stay anchored. For fathers, a devotional for dads, a series of devotions to help them protect their marriage and encourage their children. And finally, Grandparenting Today's Teens, 
is a resource for any grandparent who wants to connect to their teen grandchildren in a meaningful way. Moms, Dads, and Grandparents, three books that can help change them all and change the course of their family's future. You can order Prayers for My Teen, A Devotional for Dads, and Grandparenting Today's Teens by visiting parentingteenresources.org. Isn't it true that that I mean, if they didn't question church, I would kind of worry about it because I want them to make it their own. I, I want them to question why they do what they do. I want well, them to come to the right conclusions. Absolutely. And I want them to have those questions before they leave home. We all know that kids are leaving the church when they graduate from high school and go off to college. Now, a lot of colleges are picking those kids up. Sure. There's no question. But we're losing a bunch of them. And I think that what we need to do is provide more opportunities for them to question and learn and grow, not only in the social aspect of things, but present them with things that that pertain to their world that is not judgmental. I think what's happening is as culture speeds up, kids are feeling more judgment from church. And even those of us in the ministry don't quite realize the intensity of the culture that we are up against with our kids. And even if we did, we would lighten it a little bit. Now, I'm not saying taking away any standards at all, lowering any biblical principles. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying our approach would be a little bit lighter because we understand that we are meeting with war-torn kids out there that are, are struggling against a culture that is offering them things that have the greatest of consequence, but also pushing them in an opposite direction of where we want them to go, and we would probably respond to them just a little bit differently. When our kids uh, suddenly announce that they don't want to go to church, I I suppose it'd be very easy for us to overreact and to blow it up and make a big deal about it. If we just kind of listen and hear out their reasons. Yeah, when, when they first come to their parents and say, I don't want to go to church anymore, the wisest response and the one that I see that works the most is when a parent says, you know, let me think about that and let's talk about that next week. Hmm. You know, and it may be wise to say this, why don't you not go this Sunday and then we'll talk about it Sunday afternoon. Well, that's radical thinking. Okay, you but, know what? But you it, want their reasons. That's, that's what you right. want to get to. I want their reasons, but I want them to know I'm open to listen to you. If I dogmatically, you know, take control of everything and slam my fist down and say, no, that's not going to happen. I have just changed the nature of the conversation because what I'm wanting is for my child to ask, and that's what they're doing. They're asking me a question. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.